Today I'm talking to Tony Lang about entrepreneurship in PR. Tony set up Lanson's with Claire Parsons 28 years ago, and today Lanson's has a fee income of circa £11 million. Tony, welcome. Hi, I'm Ben. Tony, I think people associate an entrepreneurship culture uh, with startup companies. Um, Would you say that Lanson's, and indeed yourself, I guess, after 28 years, uh, did you still consider yourself entrepreneurial? Well, definitely. Uh, I mean, personally, I consider myself entrepreneurial because Lanson's has carried on getting involved in, in new things. So the the story of the business is to go from just the two of us um, one day back in back in late 1989 to a to an integrated consultancy now, and we've we've started new um, uh, sides to Lanson's. You might say divisions, you know, pushing into things like financial communications, change and employee engagement, and and just straight corporate work. So, so we, we're continually doing new things, but also we've invested in, in other businesses as well along the way, and some of which have, have been successful and, and, and some of which haven't. Okay. There's a, as a Brit, I'm, I'm, it's always good to see that there's, there seems to be a, a steady stream of um, startup, entrepreneurial um, PR firms, I don't know about constantly coming through, but with good regularity anyway. Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think Britain has such a, a steady stream of um, of startup and good startup entrepreneurial PR firms? Well, I think to an extent it's the British story, isn't it? I mean, we you know to to, to simplify things grossly, we invent the internet, but but we don't have Google or or we don't have an Amazon um, or we don't have an Apple. So I guess in some ways you could say it's the British story. Um, I mean, nation of shopkeepers or a nation of inventors. I think in this industry, I think there's a great joy and a great passion for people to set up businesses and there's a, a wonderful time i think in a business where you grow to 20 to 50 people and a level of fees maybe 5 million um where if you're fantastic i don't think a lot gets in your way and then the issues get more and more complex from them then onwards and i i guess it's probably true to say that there aren't as many british people who want to rule the world as there are Americans or there are a couple of exceptions to that I, I, I think you would say a couple of very obvious exceptions um, Marty Toro would have to be an exemption a man who, who still wants to rule the world and probably hasn't conquered enough of it yet who's very clearly British and entrepreneurial and I think in our more direct field I think you would say Chris Lewis is a little bit different um, yeah. from some of the other people in the rest of the industry, and and, and what Chris probably at the, at the at the sort of cost of short-term profit is building is building long-term global enterprise in a way that when you look around, lots of other people aren't. And maybe okay. lots of other people are on the golf course or the beach or, or back studying at university. He's still building. Okay, and what when you when you look at public relations, I suppose as a at where it is today. Um, do you wish you could do it all again? Because there's a lot of attention on public relations. Well, it depends whether you're a glass half full or half empty kind of guy. But the PR, in in one sense, is in a really good place, isn't it? It's not without its threats. But do do you do, do you look at the guys there who are now who are who were Lansons were 28 years ago and think, well, off you go. Things are going to be. You're going to have greater opportunities, or do you think it'll be tougher for them? Oh, that's a really difficult question, isn't it? I, I um, in some ways, I think it's the same as ever. That that it, it's a fantastic business culture in the United Kingdom. You don't, 
you don't have to have a cousin who's a government minister or you don't have to have been part of the establishment for 30 years to set up a new business. You can come to London, um, as Claire and I did, effectively without contacts in the establishment and make a fantastic firm, and you can still do that. Right. I think, although it's slightly less easy than it was then, but you can still do that. Um, so fantastic in that sense. I think in other senses, you have to be at the cutting edge of this industry because it's changing hugely and whether, you know, we, could, we won't have the debate over whether it's called PR, but I wouldn't call it PR. I think what we do is reputation management, corporate communications, strategic communications, financial communications, and obviously there's a huge area of digital. If you're in those places, I think you can still make it. I do think probably, though, that you're going to have to build a business on a, on a lower margin in the future. And, of course, you've also got to cope with uh, much stricter employment regulation than, than we had when we set up 28 years ago. Okay. Um, you just hinted at it in, in a previous question. Can we just go back a, a bit? And at the startup stage, so when you decided you're going to launch a, uh, an entrepreneurial PR firm, what, what are those key challenges to growing um, in those in that first one to two years? Well, first, I think you've got to be, you have to be resilient um, inside yourself. And you see so many people that that appear to have that, but don't have that because you're going to fail more times than you succeed in the first period. So you have to know you're doing what you want to do and you have to be just as good at trying to do whatever it is next, win a piece of business, come up with that fantastic idea, make that relationship with the chairman, place that story on the BBC. You still have to try that as many times as you, as you, as you, as you would have had before. You've also got to cope I think it's still true uh, if you're setting up a business in your, let's say, 30s, you've got to cope with the fact that your clients may not be as big as they were in your previous home. I think right. you're setting up a business in 40s and 50s, a slightly, slightly different decision. But I think the challenge is, is resilience, knowing you're doing it for the right reasons. And you've also got to build a team around you and people to come with you because people just won't follow anybody. And it's much harder to get someone to join you um, if you've only got three people than it is when you have a brand name and you have 100 people. Sure. And from going from that, uh, I don't know, five to seven year period, let's say, well, let's keep it say, at the million. So if you're to build a business from five million up to seven, eight million, that's almost equally difficult, isn't it? What's what are the key challenges at that, that stage of the business cycle? I, th- I think they're multiplying the number of senior people. I mean, right. most businesses that don't make it into that area have one fantastic high-profile, business-winning, rain-making, whatever kind of person you have to have, and we all are, you have, you have one or two of those, and every stage in the process after that, you need to multiply that number. So you've got to be able to work with them, attract them to the business, make it seem like it's worthwhile, and, and be able to work in a collaborative way where everyone feels they're getting value. And at each stage in the process, that's almost a key factor. And then obviously, as you get bigger and bigger, you have to add a whole level of organization and structure and organizational resilience around people. And that's something that people that are grown up in, go back to that word UKPR, don't come with a lot of organizational capability in the way that management consultants do. Yeah, sure. Okay. And just um, going back to that, that core word, that this, this is all about entrepreneurship. Um, from a real personal perspective, as in the personal skills and personalities side of things, what, what are the three secrets or things you must have, do you think, to, to be successful as an entrepreneur in public relations? Well, one, the one I've mentioned, that inner resilience. I mean, two, ability just to try lots and lots of things. I mean, I'm, I'm very fond of um, referring to The Sound of Music and Julie Andrews and then nothing comes from nothing. 
and nothing ever can. So if you're not doing lots of things, trying lots of things every single minute of the day and probably evenings and weekends, if you're not trying things, you won't be getting anywhere. So you need the resilience. You need to be trying. And I think um, we're all good at um, persuasion because obviously that's core discipline to anyone who's made it to any level in our study. So take those skills as, as a given. Um, what you increasingly have to do, I think, in the modern world is give space to other people. Um, and at the same time as you can be the one driving the business forward and you, have, you need those abilities to drive forward, you've actually got to be giving other people recognition, other people space and, and praising other people for, for what they do. And, and for lots of entrepreneurs, that's the hardest thing. Brilliant. Tony, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks, man.